everyone. Welcome to another episode of Black Boy Joy Podcast. Uh, it's myself here in Newcastle, Kieran, and me, Ainsley. Uh, and today we have a guest with us. Um, so if everyone can give a warm welcome to Eben here, who is Hi. a sex worker based <laughs> in London. Hello, Eben. Welcome to the show. It's nice to meet you both, and thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining. So, um, how's it going? How's uh, your week been? How are you surviving in this heat, first of all? Be the first uh, I, I'm not surviving. It's really humid. The windows are, like, all the way up, and no breeze. There's, the other ones are open as well, so it's just it's humid. But getting out, drinking lots of water, um, and just really just staying cool staying naked as well but not in a sexy way just in a, yeah. like, just in, like, a survival way really yeah. yes. <laughs> like necessity <laughs> way. but yeah. i'm on t- i'm on screen so i've got something on yeah. um yeah. but yeah just um that and then um yeah just um can't really think of anything else that's what i've been doing are you the kind of person who likes the heat or not like the heat Oh, that's a tough one. In the winter, I complain it's too cold. And then in the summer, I complain it's too warm. <laughs> but I don't mind the heat as long as it's not humid. And it's, it's just really humid here. But I'd say on balance, yeah. I prefer the cold. Um, I just feel more awake. I can I can think. Yeah. Uh, I can, yeah. It's so, it's Same. I'm, I'm a winter person. I love uh, I love the short days. Um, I love the uh, the winter fashion. Uh, going to cafes and stuff. I like being able to stay at home and not being seen to be antisocial because you can in winter time. Yeah. In summer, if you stay at home, you get like you get cussed out and be like, "Why are you at home? Come out!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the Christmas markets as well. Um, there's always yes, something on. Yeah. There's always like an overpriced piece of metalwork that you want to buy but you can't just yeah. buy. It. And then the smell of cinnamon, the Ferris wheel rides. Yeah, it's just cool. Um, I am team summer, 100% team summer. It's like, it's hot. Everyone's happy when it's warm. Mm. You can like, go, you can like, Brock Wild, like. Ah. <laughs> 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 I think I know where you go. I've been to the same place and tried. <laughs> 100%. I'd say like, summer to me is like 70%. Winter is 30%. I don't like being cold. I don't like having to reapply moisturizer six times a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair as well, I've noticed you have quite a few like summery shirts and t-shirts about. Yeah. Well. When they think of your dress sense, it's whatever you're wearing in the summer. It's true. The time. That's very true. Yeah. I feel like I'm sporting my like peak summer wear right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like that um that makes a point. I'm a some I'm a summer baby. I was actually born in like just before spring, but I was meant to I'm meant to be born in summer. So yeah, summer all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Kieran introduced you as a sex worker before. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of stuff do you actually do? Like, I feel like sex worker could mean like a wide range of things. Okay, so I'm going to be really frank. It's like when you go to the clinic and the doctor's like, "Well, do you do this, this? Do you do anal? And how many?" And you're just like, "Oh my goodness!" This yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me let me just be frank now. Um, full service work. So that's obviously. Um, anal, uh, oral, that sort of stuff. Um, video work is something I've gotten into over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And I made my first two sales this week because I was like, yes, get the coin. Um, <laughs> but the only thing is um, the fan sites, um, in fact, I'll go into that in a minute, but dollars converting, payout rates, that sort of thing, new platforms, emerging industry. But um, basically, those are the two things I do. And they have distinct differences. 
um, with full service work, it's very localized. So it's very much in the scene. Um, I would argue that it is actually much easier outside of London. If you look at the advertising on the main platform, um, mm -hmm. you don't really need to pay. You're just there and there aren't many others. Um, I'd say Manchester and the London uh, scenes are the only ones where there's really any competition. Um, and yeah, it's just about um, getting to know people. There's a lot of emotional labor involved as well. And in terms of the types of clients I see, it's a mixture. Like you have your international types, which I, I don't really see too many of those. Mm -hmm. um, you have um, people who are a little bit lonely. And then also you have people who are just really horny and they just want someone for the two hours and you get to go and you've got money in your hand and it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting job. No two days are the same. Also, you don't really do a lot of days in the traditional, like the actual sexual element of it. It's, it's mainly texting. And I'm not trying to downplay the sexual element of it. It's more just, it's a business. You run it like a business and that means admin. So I think it's, is it the 80-20 rule or the 90-10? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of emailing, uh, website design, website design um, admin, um, and again, emotional labor. So you have to maintain relationships with your clients yeah. in a way that's authentic, but also there are some boundaries because it is very easy to lose track of that. You can be friends with your clients and you can even date them if you want to. It's just not for everyone. Yeah. Um, so it's important to have a sense of boundaries going in. And when you do start, you are a little bit green um, and you're like, well, maybe I should stay this extra hour because I, I don't want to be mean, or maybe I should like go there without them like paying my travel. No, no, you pay me. Um, yeah. I, I go yeah. home at the designated time. <laughs> the <same> but <laughs> what I will say is I don't have like an alarm on my phone. Like some people have that and I think that's a bit harsh, but no, I, I will stay over like a little bit, but I'm not going to like, um, bend over too much. Um, yeah. because you have to remember it's a business, it's, there's a transactional element as well. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. In terms of my attitude to full service work, it's something that, while interesting, I feel like there's a certain wall that you hit, at least if you focus on only one area like I have. I'm not really into doing tours, because what you can do is you can tour nationally, um, but it's a bit of a risk. It's not like a music tour where you have the dates in advance, you're just there and say, like, well, if anyone wants to bug me, then come along yeah um, you have the hotel and you have to so it's, it's a little bit like a brothel work where you put the money up front yeah and then you try to earn it back yeah. and brothels do exist in london as well but the one i went to was like really it was so weird oh my god um like the owners are racist the clients are racist the shower that this weird mold in it and then like everyone's like really rude um and then i remember one of the guys like had this screaming match oh let me, let me just Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> child. Um, child. Basically, this guy um, was dating this guy. He's black, like me as well. Um, I was like, oh my god, another one! Because literally, all the other guys got saying they were white. But um, he was dating this guy who turned out to be racist, and he wasn't allowed to go to the buffet anymore. This is, I know this is drama. This is like getting off track, but it's tea. Yeah. Um, and basically, he, the racist guy, got invited down. The owners did it behind black guy's back, and I'd be pissed off as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he just he just lost it, and he was like threatening to expose them and this and that and the other. And they've had scandals before, so the police know where they are. Yeah. So that ain't gonna do shit, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is, I'm confused as to why the brothel is located opposite a major hotel. That's what I'm gonna say. 
<laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, I'm sure you can find it. But I th- yeah. and also, there's another one, but I don't know where it is. Apparently, there's another one that I had no idea about. Um, but yeah, just screaming match, and then just a very tense atmosphere <laughs> for the rest of the night, mm. uh, which is why I prefer to do my stuff independently, and that leads mm. nicely onto video as well. You have the studio system, but you also have racism in sex work. I've had it from clients. You have it from industry people, from performers who I don't know if you, I don't know if any of you have like a secret palm Twitter that you'll admit to, but there's been like a recent reckoning. Um, so people are getting called out for past racist tweets. Billy oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Happy Suave and many, 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 many others. Mm-hmm. I've seen and a little bit. The, of it, yeah. the creator of Just for Fans being accused of assault and abuse. I was like. Damn. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, the industry is a little bit biased. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go the independent route, which means I, for the video stuff, I shoot my own videos. I find people on Twitter or people who are willing to film, um, do the video just on my iPhone. I've got a little cheap tripod, um, edit it with like a free editor. And then put it online on fan sites, including like many vids, um, OnlyFans. Before they stole my money, middle finger. Stole your money. They hate sex workers. They steal sex workers' money. They shut your account down, so it's like being shadow banned. But they keep your money that you earned because you can't withdraw. Um, Just for fans, um, which I will say has probably the most friendly. And I know, like, I'm separating the owner from, but it has the friendliest. not rates, but like the friendliest approach in terms of features towards sex work. It's the best mm-hmm. built site, in my opinion. Yeah, um, exactly. And then you've got other ones that aren't really well known, but they're emerging. Or you've got performers, like established performers, setting up their own, which is smart because it's sort of like modeling where you can have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot, and then again, there are people going well into their 60s and 70s, but not everyone wants to do that as well. People. You have to remember, like, we do have other interests. Um, and then also, it's not to everyone, it's not necessarily a career. So some people could be doing it to get through university because student finance be stingy. Um, people could be doing it because they hate their job or that, and they at least hate. So there are many different attitudes to sex work within the sex worker community. And sex work isn't just full service work. It's not just video work. It yeah. could be camming, it could be street work. And you do have this thing within the industry as well called the hierarchy. Uh, so some people think some oh, forms of sex work, yeah. So some people think some <laughs> forms of sex work are better than others. I think camming's at the top and street work's at the bottom. But to me, that's not fair because we're all on the same boat. We're all discriminated against. And if their rights are taken away, it's only a matter of time before yours could be as well. It's like um, respectability politics within the gay community. So mm. if you're tall, wide, and thin, then you can assimilate. Mm-hmm. But no, and then also, can we just not pretend that gay rights were founded on black trans women? Um, yeah. I, I saw the Stonewall film and I was like, wow. I, I watched his closure <laughs> recently and I saw the scene and I was like, no, they are really trying this. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, just going back to uh, sex work. That is essentially what I do in a nutshell. So it's a mixture of digital marketing, admin, and of course, sex. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's an unusual job. It's not for everyone as well. Uh, what I think it should be decriminalized. I the Nordic model just is a bit it is a bit patronizing to me. Mm-hmm. What I think it should be decriminalized is definitely not for everyone. And also when it yeah um, that that's uh, what I do. That's my opinions on the subject. That's a little bit about the internal workings of the industry. But it's very much mm-hmm. a shallow description. Not in that any of the topics are shallow. Just I haven't gone in depth 
um, placed roots in each topic. So if you want to ask me questions about that, I'll move on. We, we can do yeah. That. So the first thing I wanted to ask is like, meant like I don't know anything about sex work, mm. apart from anything that any layman would know. So like when you say full service work, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like escort work or? Escorting without the air quotes, so prostitution. Um, okay. yeah. That could be anything from street work to sugaring in some cases. Some cases, sometimes it is like, and sometimes escorting is just dates. Um, I've mm. had people ask me for dinner dates. Although what I will say is usually people expect me to do that for free and no, you pay me and you pay for the food too and for my travel. But, well, um, yeah. and I'm not, not, it's just, it's, that's the arrangement. Um, what was the, did you mention the term sugaring, did you say? Yeah, so sugaring is, sorry, just finding a bit with someone. Sugaring is, yeah. is um, money in exchange for companionship. So it's, oh, escorting right. is in Officially, on the, yeah. on the surface. Um, <laughs> it usually involves gifts. It's, it, this isn't like an exact definition, but it usually involves gifts, travel, okay. talking, and sometimes some sex under the table or pics or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really exist in England from what I've done, because I've tried it. Um, it doesn't really exist. In England online, it sort of happens if you develop deeper relationships with your clients. But again, some people don't want to, they just want to do the work and go home. Yeah. And I sort of mm. fall into that category. I've definitely fell into that before, but I've sort of backed out of it because I know what it entails. And for me, I do this job for my autonomy. I see it yeah. as entrepreneurship. Not everyone will agree with me on that, but I do. I work for myself. Um, and also, it's for my mental health so before this I actually had a career um, I'm not trying to be like the model sex worker where I've had a career before and that justifies it no um, it's just my personal experience and what I'll also say is I cannot speak for every single sex worker there are so many mm. diverse experiences you have to remember intersectionality um, mm -hmm. is a factor in any marginalized group um, so even within a marginalized group people may not agree or people may not agree outside of that group on how they, they try to treat that group as a monolith. So like blacks, mm -hmm. um, we're all the same and we all think this. So if, for example, someone's saying they're not racist, they'll get their one black friend yeah. and they speak oh, for billions of people. Yeah. And um, <laughs> subcultures and cultures and regions and laws. Yeah. And so that one person speaks for everyone. So it's a bit like that. So when you said sugaring to me, I kind of thought it was kind of, you know, this whole that sugar daddy, sugar baby, like relationship. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of that. Would it be fair to say that it's like a bit like that, or it's like yeah, so it's like um, a relationship, but it's a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. So almost casual dating, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's more of an American thing, in my opinion, and it's more in the female realm. But it definitely exists if you can find it, and there are certainly sex workers, uh, gay male sex workers, who do travel internationally. I know someone who um, was constantly in America, Australia. Um, another person who comes in from Iceland a lot. I don't know them personally, I've just, I know that's what yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And you can get offers for that as well, although do take them with a pinch of salt. And you have to think as well, how would I get back? Are they going to pay for this, that, and the other? So you have to arrange all of that in advance. Mm -hmm. um, I've had it where people have been like, and also you have to remember sometimes clients are infatuated. So I've had it where like clients want to whisk me away. But I'm just thinking, I don't want to die. I don't want to fall into a trap <laughs> situation. No, no, no. Um, so you do have to be careful. 
Yeah. Um, because no matter, because you can find yourself in a very privileged position as a sex worker. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to this uh, role, I have been able to afford my own flat. Uh, not to buy, God no, this is London. Let's, yeah. let's, not, be, let's not be crazy. Um, although I do know one person who did buy theirs back before the digital age, and he's going into um, fan site subscriptions now, and he's doing very well. He did some studio work. Um, and yeah, he should be, he, he lives in Clapham. He should be very proud of himself. He's, mm -hmm. That is the power of sex work. And there are people who have indeed bought their own homes mm -hmm. in and outside mm -hmm. of London. Yeah. There's one guy who's really famous. I think his name is Josh Brandon and he's owned a nightclub. He's done this, that and the other. So there's definitely a route to it. Um, if you know, and if you take it seriously. Um, so yeah, sugaring and then solve my little tangent. Yeah. How have you found, um, I think you've mentioned that you sort of operate in a few different cities. Do you have any preferred places or parts where they sort of places you didn't like so much or? Um, I've only done it like in my hometown and in London. I prefer my hometown, but mm -hmm. I need a car for my hometown and I don't have one. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah. because you really don't have to do any work. It's almost like free money. You put up a profile and as long as the profile is well written and your pictures are okay, it's fine that like you don't need to do video work, but you can if you want to. You can just go to Manchester and find very famous performers. I think Mika Taylor lives there. Um, mm -hmm. If you, I don't, I don't, like I'm not saying it's that easy, you just message them and they'll say yes. No, I'm just saying if you want the industry connections, you can yeah. go up in there. Um, but it's like that in London as well, it's just there's more competition. So you have to think about ad costs, making that money back, planning ads in advance because everyone's competing for space at yeah. a few mm -hmm. times. Um, and then also uh, testing each platform, but not investing too much in them, because in my opinion, the health of the full service industry is in decline. People are moving to fan sites. Mm -hmm. People are realizing that you don't have to focus on the whims of a client. So like the old high class escort model is kind of dead. People want someone who, and I'd argue this has always been the case. It's just they wanted it with polish. They want someone who they can relate to. Um, so intimacy and fantasy, but more mm. intimacy than fantasy, mm -hmm. um, which is what I do well. Like, I, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not like prepping for like three hours. I, I'm not bleaching anything. I'm not shaving anything. I, yeah. I just, I just go in. I wash just to clarify. I go in, <laughs> yeah. do what I need to do, and then go home. And the receptionists at the hotel can stare at me all they want. I know they've seen it before. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, um, it's um. Yeah, I'd say I prefer my hometown, but I need a car. Um, just to clarify, like where is the hometown? Is that you're talking about? I'll say Yorkshire, just because Manchester. Yorkshire. Okay, no, but um, people yeah. who see this and they know me, they'll know where I am already. Mm -hmm. um, sure. In Yorkshire, so it's so it's it so for you. It's easier in Yorkshire than it is in London. You'd say. Yeah, although I wasn't doing it for very long, I wasn't there for very long. I moved to London and then moved back. Yeah. And then back to London again. But yeah, that was that was really easy. I was, my phone wouldn't leave me alone. Here you have to fight. Um, mm -hmm. if you if you're new, you build up a client base and then it sort of dies off. Just from my personal experience. Yeah. But I know some people who continually get clients or they're always online, they're always doing their pictures. You have to treat it like social media and you have to treat mm. it like SEO if yeah, so getting yeah. found in keywords, that sort of thing. And the yeah. fan sites, the good fan sites are like that. So many vids is really good for that. Mm -hmm. You can get found even if you don't have an existing audience. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into sex work? Like, was it something that you were interested in and you wanted to do? Or... 
It was something I thought about in 2016. My mental health was really bad. I'd gone through a drama at my university and it sort of got me blacklisted from some jobs. Not all the jobs, but some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, and then I moved down to London. I found a job and then sort of eventually got a graduate job, some creative CVing. Found myself mm-hmm. a graduate job anyway. And um, yeah, um, I was not respected, I was exploited. My trainer was condescendingly racist. He was like the smart white guy with glasses who sort of thinks he knows everything. Right, yeah. Yeah. And he was a bit homophobic (laughs) as well. And then there was like coonery going on, let's not pretend. Bakunery going on from one of the co-workers who's like his best friend and he was like trying to fit in and do whatever. Um, so basically, and I also again, my mental health wasn't its best, so I probably didn't mm-hmm. come across the best. Yeah. Uh, so that's why this job is really good for mental health because I set my own hours, I can just lounge at home, I don't have to box myself in. I, I'm not the corporate type. I used to think I was, but I'm, I'm just not. I can't, yeah. do, mm-hmm. I can't do the politics, I can't do the like kissing the boss's ass, I want to be my own. Um, yeah, so huge jumping, yeah. Yeah, and especially being black as well, like you never know if it's going to lead to anything. And even if it does, you're still worried that someone's going to be paid more than you or that yeah. someone who's experienced you is going to come in. Um, although what I will say is I should have been fired from that job like at least two months in, but they didn't. But um, yeah, I was um, not having fun there. Um, and then I went to New York. I got basically what really put the like the light bulb, literal light bulb above my head was um, I was in this lift. I was on my way to a naughty party um, <laughs> at a certain Sheraton hotel. Um, key cards are really annoying. And any full service sex worker who does out calls will agree with me. If the hotel is key carded, I need to know that before I go. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to have to wait in the lobby and the receptionists are going to be like, well, what is he doing here? Mm-hmm. But um, basically, I got mistaken for a hookup in the lift. And I was like, aha! I can totally do this because at first I used to think oh I'm too black I'm too ugly I'm too small I don't look like the guys on here but it doesn't really matter too much how you look you find your niche I'll go into that in a second because there are issues with that as well um Mm -hmm. but yeah um that's really what put the light bulb in came back Uh, also that that was just like a, a, a failed orgy um, so there's no orgy. Yeah. So um, basically, the hotel got wind and kicked everyone out. Um, wow. And I'd come in the aftermath after everyone had gone, and I was like, "Oh, um, it kind of makes sense because it's not really the space where like you see a lot of gay guys just going in the lift and then, yeah. like, pressing the button and being like, ah, we need a key card.' Yeah. So they realised what was going on, but um, oh well. Um, was, was that in New York? Did you say? Yeah, I was. I was oh, very busy cool. there. Very busy. <laughs> no, because London, like, everyone here in London, so flaky. And then if you do do something, everyone's like, "Oh, is this and is that?" But it's you're on there too. Um, but um, yeah, that's what put the light bulb in my head. And then when I got back, I was in my job. And also, can I just say the charity shops in New York are? Yeah, I used to do this once. I was like, um, <laughs> I got like uh, twenty pieces for nine uh, for like how much was it? It's like under thirty dollars. Yeah. And then I went to this place in uh, Staten Island and my first impression of Staten Island was like, this guy was warning this other guy off this girl because she was connected to the mob and I was like, what the hell? But it was a really nice place. Um, there was a really cool burger place um, and there was this famous charity shop and I found this like vintage bracelet and I had it and then I lost it in heaven and they lied, they had my bracelet, they stole it. But anyway, um, 
yeah, so I came back, um, my little bracelet, which I miss, and um, I was like, I should probably give this a try. So I put an ad up. I didn't think anything would come of it. Like, it was literally as a joke, although I was writing that text a little too seriously for it to be a joke. Uh-huh. But it, was, yeah. it was like just testing the waters. I didn't have my face up or anything. I did put my face up eventually and now to this raggedy-ass photo of me with my little mohawk and it's like dusty at the top. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my only regret of um, sex work. Um, although I'll go into the attitudes of sex work, like the sex work themselves and external mm-hmm. as well. But um, I did that and then got a message on my phone. And also if you're starting, always get a second phone and a second SIM. Because that's what did me in, because I got outed, and I'll go into that as well. Right, um, okay. But get a second sip. But I got um, a taxi. He called a taxi from me, which was really cool. Met him. And it was a strange scene. It was like your standard, like, meth gay 3am. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die here. Not because... Also, let me just clarify, I'm not a shaming drug users. It's just the flat yeah. was a mess, and he was... A, he was acting a bit strange, um, mm-hmm. but no, it was good. Um, I was safe, it was fine. He ended up being a really nice guy. And the morning I got a McDonald's and I was like, cause a McDonald's breakfast always makes me happy anyway. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hash brown. I need a second hash brown, I'll pay for it, I don't care. The burger meat, that's actually sausage. That took me a while to realize. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, I got addicted to those. Um, and it turned out that they did deliver as well. But, um, Got that, and I was eating my little sandwich on the train on the way to work, and I was like, why am I going to work? I just made 250 pounds, which right. for an overnight, no, honey, no. That's, that's, that's under, that's, isn't that's it? That's no. <laughs> yeah, it's way under. No, I was yeah. so green. Um, in London, it can range standard rates for an hour is like 150, I think, for guys, then 250 for two hours, and then between 550 to 1,000, depending on how in demand you are, what part of London you're in, how white you are, let's not pretend. Yeah. Um, all of these things factor in. Um, this is the reason why I wanted to go into video work as well, to sort of, Yeah. I don't want to deal with BS, the bias, mm-hmm. because it's a global mm-hmm. market, I can find people that... Right. You can like widen your my... I guess, if you go video, is that kind yeah. of... Yeah. And it's also about being able to express my sexuality in a way that I want, because you have to remember, sex workers do to an extent play a character. And while I've tried to limit that, you still have to have boundaries. Otherwise, you're like, they're like, well, what's your name? And so you know, basically when someone's like, what's your real name, not your stripper name, which is a song lyric, and I can't remember what song it is. Yeah. But you do not want that to happen, because you're like, well, and it's just annoying to answer. Yeah. But um, Would you not yeah. just give them a fake real name? That's you I'm, do, yeah. yeah um, and some people just use their real names and pretend it's a fake name. Yeah. Um, but just, it's annoying to have to deal with it. Um, it's disrespectful. It's yes. rude, yeah. I mean, why would you ask someone, oh, what's your real name as well? Just, I can understand I, it, but it's just disrespectful because you know there are boundaries. And yeah. To give my name away, even though I've already been outed, but like if I do, then it's just, um, you're, especially if you're a woman as well, like that's terrifying. You don't want people to know your name. You yeah. don't want to know where you live. So I think about if, you, if they've got your name, and especially if you're doing in-calls as well, mm-hmm. if they figure out like it's your real apartment, some people hire them out, some people don't, oh, and they know your name, then you've got a potential killer on your hands, so you don't know. Yeah, so um, in-calls, sorry, are people who come to your own home? Yeah, out-calls oh, okay. when you go out, and an overnight is just an overnight, and that's the highest rate. Yeah. Um, mm. You can charge for other stuff as well. It's like a pricing list on my website, but um, that's the standard thing uh, yeah. on those platforms. I had a question actually because you mentioned boundaries. I was going to say, um, 
do you have many concerns about safety or things that you're not willing to do and people might be pushy, for example? Um, does that come up very often in the job? It does. It comes up in the gay scene in general, but definitely. And it's something when you're green, you think, well, it's a job. And especially if you're not into the thing anyway, uh, then mm-hmm. you sort of like, well, it's work, it's fine. Um, but as you get set in your ways, like I'm, I'm old now, um, you just like, well, no, I don't want to do that. Some people, and if you're worried about being confrontational, a good thing to do is just to have a no list. That's very important. And in fact, I'd argue for anyone new to do that first. Yeah. Um, so I have that on my website and I just direct people to that. Um, I, like a frequently asked questions page, I have that. So rather than having to say the same information all the time, it's there, yeah. black and white, yeah. and just say, look at the link, you haven't read the link. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, at the start, not in a, like I feel assaulted. We're just in a well, fine. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but as you get set in your ways, you do think, well, no, I don't have to do this, and I yeah. have other clients. And you have to weigh up, like, do I have other clients? Um, have I offended this client? It's yeah. It's a bit of it's, there's a lot of hand holding. Uh, yeah. As a sex worker. I'm glad and, you. Sorry, sorry. No, go, go, go. I was going to say, I was so glad that Kieran asked, because like, that was one of the things when we were thinking about like having this conversation. I mm. wanted to ask you with like, issues of that kind of, obviously you're in a situation with clients. Yeah. And like how, I guess, because I feel like we're talking about consent and kind of yeah. like what people can do and what people can't or what you're well, comfortable with. What you always do is you always pitch yourself as to what, to an extent, what you will and won't do, even if you don't make it explicit. Mm-hmm. And then during the conversation before you meet, you always ask them what they want to do. Yeah. And you do that. If they ask for anything else, you sort of react in the moment. Some people, if they're on the spot, they'll just do it. Um, or they won't mind. Like, they won't normally do that, but they'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes clients do go, like, further, and it's, it's not consent. Like, I've had people tell me, like, this client did this, and they're called boundary pushers. Um, yeah. so I'm not going to come on here and be like the stereotypical happy hooker. There are, there is, um, there are issues within industry. Some people, and this leads into what I was saying about attitudes towards sex work by sex workers. Yeah. Some people had a conversation with a sex worker, a very interesting one, cause I can sort of see their point of view, but I don't agree with it. I was at this, um, group of sex workers on Wednesdays and she said, um, that she doesn't feel like sex work you can consent to it. So when she's doing it, she doesn't feel like she's consenting to the work, even though it is technically a business. Like, and to start a business for yourself, mm-hmm. it's by definition something you consent to. But I can sort of understand it because she went into not the actual sex act itself, but the economic, socioeconomic factors that push some people into sex work. Mm-hmm. So some people choose, some people do it out of necessity. I get um, that, I understand that, yeah. So it was a very interesting conversation. And this is why my story can't speak for all sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just mine. I'm in a very privileged position, actually. Um, so I'm probably the wrong person to speak up for sex workers. But what I will say is decrim now and yeah just decrim now decrim now yeah now it's yeah common sense because it's not hurting to an extent it's not perfect but what i'm saying is it's it should be a choice yeah and to take that choice out of people's hands is not fair Mm -hmm. and i don't personally believe that it will lead to a rise in sex workers Mm -hmm. and then also if you're worried about that 
you need to fix the socioeconomic factors that drive sex workers, some anyway, to sex work in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So defund the police. Um, <laughs> put the money. No, 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 but it's true because it would solve so many problems. Defund the police, put the money into health and social care, which has been underfunded for far too long. Yeah. Um, put it into hospitals, put it into education. Like the things that we learn as adults, like I don't use anything from school. Even my degree, I don't use, like maybe the entrepreneurship aspect, but yeah. no, there's, people need to be taught things like money management, um, finances, that sort of thing. And then also, yeah. basically all the things that white people don't want you to know. So it's important, but because it's not being done, yeah. people are losing out. People, and then you have to remember as well, like existing power structures are in place where people don't want you to gain power. That is literally the basis of capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything that falls outside of that, like sex work does, because if you it's a very scalable industry, it's very easy to make money. There's not a lot of regulation. Uh-huh. Um, so if it's cash in hand, there's a lot of deniability, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of like decriminalizing, um, drugs uh it's yeah. a similar argument where it, the war doesn't really work so regulation is potentially but that that's that's not really for me to speak on like i need to go away come back because i've seen the research but i need to go away come back with a list why right, yeah. run through it um and justify my point further but that's my opinion for now i'll say since you mentioned uh defund the police Mm. I mean, obviously, I feel like... Oh, police. Um, well, in a lot of cases, police work, policemen are clients, especially yeah. uh, for women. Um, so I've oh, had really? Least, I've, had at least, I've had more than one police officer at my door um, for my friend. What I will say is we need to legalise brothels as well. They're technically illegal, but just it's, it's safety in numbers. Yeah. Mm. As long as we're not disturbing the peace. Mm-hmm. Although I would argue we probably did. My friend was very loud. But as long as we're not like, I don't know, having an orgy in the corridor or something, then it should be fine. Yeah. Um, it's not fair because you isolate sex workers. You put them at risk. Yeah. I feel like, I feel it's outdated having brothels. Um, I agree. Sort of, That's, they, I think the, they've been around for centuries and centuries and, and even in our, in our day and age where, where you're saying where it's safety numbers and it'll be easy to regulate if it's, you know, an actual business established somewhere, surely. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I want they def they define brothels as any space where more than one sex worker is working. So this is a house share, for example, that's mm. considered a brothel. Right. Um, in terms of managed brothels, um, I think that's the right term. The, the like a business with premises mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. Um, you do have issues with those as well, but overall, if there were more oversight, if there was, there's no perfect. And this is the thing as well. Like, if I say one thing, I know there's also a point to contradict it. Yeah. But I yeah. still agree with my point because overall there's a net good. Regulating it is better than criminalizing it. Not decriminalizing yeah. it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think like correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to say that like decriminalizing and regulating it is better than just having it as just a criminal activity. Yeah, because that will only drive it underground. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I you can see analogies with that in the war on drugs, and that's not sex work and also sex work is distinct from sex trafficking because i know that's the common argument and i'll go into that in a second Mm -hmm. um 
but there's a book that shows that the war on drugs doesn't work, mm -hmm. uh, that it's corrupt, that it drives the uses underground. It doesn't really affect anything in terms of supply chain, it's just low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. But um, going into sex work, I think people are scared of sex work because they equate it with sex trafficking, that's commonly the argument, or it's seen as an immoral thing. But yeah. morality is often based on religion, and religion has been used countless times to justify violence and aggression. Yeah. In its purest form, religion can be a good thing, so whether it be Christianity, Islam, it can really help someone be a better person and be better to others, mm -hmm. and help them be better. Um, so I respect religion. I'm not religious, but I do respect religion. Yeah. But if it's used to create hate, so what's that church that's always been clowned online? West Baptist Church. Yeah. The one the yeah. God the one the gods hate yeah. God hates fags yeah. and yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or if it's like um I don't know, used to justify a needless war. Mm -hmm. Um it's been used or, to justify the slave trade that was yeah. when. Yeah. Exactly. And black religion, people think it's Christianity, but it wasn't. We weren't allowed to practice our religion. Mm -hmm. You see, like, when it's practiced, it's seen as savagery. I'm going to go into someone controversial, and you're going to roll your eyes, and like, ah, oh, but no, I... No, no, go for it, go yeah. for it. I'm just going to say the two words. I think you know where I'm going. She's a female rapper, Azulia Banks. When she oh got called... Oh, my God! See, oh, see, oh, reactions. Oh, no, but listen, 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 right listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. And um, this is no shade to Azealia, like the hear me out thing. I'm going to say she's a problematic favorite. I like her. She's not perfect. I like her music. But when she got caught with the video, the chicken, which was not probably ideal. I can see that she didn't mean it in a cruel way. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. I think she was a bit, I don't know, too earnest online and a little bit too honest online, quite frankly. But um, yeah. that is a genuine religion. Like she wasn't killing people. Well, she wasn't killing people. She wasn't killing chickens just for fun. I think that's how it was made out to be. But that was a genuine religious practice. Halal is done not in the, not in the closet, but yeah. it's a ritualistic killing. Um, it was and just because it's not an acceptable white religion. She was well. It was, it was interesting because um, oh, oh, she was kind for other reasons as well. But I'm just going. And full, full disclosure, I'm, I'm a massive Easy Banks fan. Like, it's it's a, a source like, of much contention. Lazy was a misstep, Dan. but I'm looking forward yeah, to the... fantasy too. I'm looking forward to business <laughs> yeah, and pleasure. Yeah. Just put yeah. it up. Whenever like, she releases it, I'm a Easy Banks fan. But yeah. the the chicken sacrifice episode is interesting because it was. I remember reading all the social media comments, and people were saying she was wicked. She was cruel. And in my head, I kept thinking, but how many of us all eat meat here? I, so I didn't see what was the difference between killing an animal for some religious sacrifice and killing an animal for food, because we don't need to eat chickens for food. So how is I mean, it any worse? And we only also, saw um, the mess as well. We didn't see how she actually killed yeah. them. Like, it wasn't like she was, uh, I don't know, holding them down and like leg uh, by leg. Out of all the things she's done, I thought that wasn't, I didn't think that was particularly controversial, but everyone calls a mm. big storm over it. I remember seeing her at the time as well. Um, attacked her to say how it was animal cruelty, blah blah blah. And I remember actually, I think this week she posted something. Yeah, yeah. And she got Nicki Minaj and Cardi B confused. I don't understand that. Yeah, she's, she's no, like, but I don't. I like, like I've had people like tell me like I look like Stevie Wonder or Ray Charles, and I'm like, these, <laughs> like, these are like my friends in high school, and I'm like, no. They're not, they don't know what they look like. They're... Yeah, they look, yeah, they all look the same to them. But yeah, but it's, they showed um... me a picture, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> but anyway. I think she was basically saying that um, that when Sia was outraged about her killing the chicken, and not just Sia, but other people as well, it just showed that 
anything to do with, as you're saying, anything to do with African spirituality is seen as like it's other. It's it's seen as evil, Wicked, exactly. And it is essentially it is religion. If you're going to give leeway to several other religions, and how is this one any different? Exactly. I just I, re- I really out of many things she's done that have been terrible. I really didn't think sacrificing chicken was particularly high up on the list to me. I'm just going anyway. to defend her further as well. Like there are so many other people who are more deserving of cancellation. Why is Takashi Six Nine saying the N word, but he's white Latino? He's not black Latino. He's white Latino. Oh, I, I don't understand. And like <sighs> filming the use of a child for a sexual performance, like that's literally the quote every ta- every article with every song, and he's oh. still not cancelled. Um, many people, others that film yeah. with Russell Crowe as well like they did Azealia Dirty over that that was and, and Rissa wasn't it as well yeah it's, um, I feel like people can blame her you know because she's a chaotic person but mm. it doesn't take away the fact if she was a dude there would be much less for of all things she does and I think it's because I think I feel like it's a mixture of her being a lady her being black and her being good. I feel like if she, was, if she wasn't particularly talented, she had shit music, most people would just ignore her. But I think there is a resentment there that people see that she, despite all the things she says, she is talented, even if you don't particularly like her music. There's no one that does music like her. I can't <laughs> wait for Young Rapunzel 2 to be mastered. I feel like it's a diamond in the rough. It just sounds bad because it's not mastered. She mm-hmm. needs to start mastering songs. She stopped doing that, but apparently she, it's meant to be like that, but no. Yeah, like... Um, I feel like she, the production's never quite what it needs to be. It sounds a bit too rough around the edges a lot of the time, mm. and I'm just rooting for her. I, but she's, she, she should produce herself. Person. I think she'd probably be better than most of the people she finds. Yeah, she's just a chaotic person. But yeah. I've always said to myself, if she was, if she conformed, if she was more conventional, if she played the game, and she, she had wouldn't the opportunity be who to, she was. I don't really think dry. Yeah. Yeah, and I think she, I and we would have all the tea we have as well. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she, I think what a lot of people say is that she, one thing she does, she doesn't lie, and even though she, I know she, there is jealousy in her, there's bitterness in her when she talks about certain things, but she does provide like some blazing insight a lot of the time that no one mm-hmm. else else no she gives angles that nobody else will say publicly. Yeah, and then six years later, people right. are like saying, "Oh, come on, yeah. like you were right." Or they'll call her when they want her to cancel someone, which is unfair, really, because it shows that you don't really care what she's done. You just like drama. That's the thing. They don't want her to be successful. So it shows the bias to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When it's like, for example, who is it that they were trying to get her to call out? Was it Lana? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, come, we need you. And it's like, no, because you're dragging her the rest of the time. Yeah. And when she did come back, she was just attacking everyone else for like trying to get her to be that person because that... Mm. And rightly so. Um, I think she said for years that she's not gonna. She said she'll never be able to play the game. She's never gonna make like radio friendly music. I think she's accepted um, the position she has. And a quote she said a few times that she can make the world spin from the comfort of a toilet seat. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, what people are saying is that, or what she was saying is that, she's given all these opinions online, and she's saying, you know. But you know who come and listen to me though. You're the ones that come, and I'll tweet something because I'm just bored and tweeting. Yeah. And then all the media outlets will jump on it and it's a headline that everyone's talking about. Just And she's basically saying, that, you know, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just one person. But they all seem, but I think it's because people know she has a different perspective and because she is talented. Because I think there's this idea that she, she goes looking for controversy. And I think there's some truth in that. But for the most part, also she just, weird she just very open. She, yeah, she just talks like about Elon locked her in the house or something. What the hell? Um, Elon no, Musk, I get you. Yeah. 
yeah, I think a lot of times she's just, she just talking shit on it um, on the social media. She doesn't ask the people to um, do a big article on it. She doesn't ask to be trending. I don't think she mm. goes out of weight. Because I think what, what she mentions is that she speaks about stuff constantly on social media. But as soon as something is said that is, you know, controversial, then they'll pounce on it. Mm. And it's like, oh, she's looking for clash, she's looking for clash. She's not, she's not. She's just talking about stuff constantly all the time. And then when she slips up, that's when people want to um, publicise it. Which I, I find it fascinating, though, genuinely. Fascinating person. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about before? Uh, sex work. I had a few points. I was going to go into attitudes and sex work, which I've sort of done. But personal attitude to sex work, I've gone in and out. Like, there have been times where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because yeah. like, there's no money or like the clients are being dicks. And I'll go into that in a second. Um, and then others where it's like, Get the money, get the no, what the money, what the money, what the money, Patrick. But anyway, uh... <laughs> well, I guess it's like it lends, I guess the question to ask them would be like, how has your does it sound like an essay question? How has your attitude work changed since you've been in it? Well, what, what, um, like, how, like, yeah, how's your experiences like changed since you've like started doing it? It's more nuanced, like, my opinion now isn't a pressure, like, I used to pressure myself to be like, happy hugger. Because if I'm not happy about it, then other people would leap on that and justify it. But now I'm like, it's it's a career. Um, some days I'm not in the mood, others I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do that much full service work anymore because I balance it out with two other income streams mm-hmm. and the video stuff that I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to move towards video as well, so I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll lead on to my next point, which is about black sex workers versus white sex workers. If yeah. I were a white sex worker, I'd probably be more inclined to stick with full service work but I feel like as a black shelf uh, sex worker you have a shelf life um you have to act in and it's the same in porn as well but in the independent sector I don't have to do that I don't need to be the biggest I can have my own little corner mm-hmm. mm. but every time I have a client it's the big black top I'm referred to as like my black friend uh, with like what's down there I think I I very rarely get to bottom. When I do, it's a genuine surprise. Like I'm so happy. Like I don't feel like <laughs> back because uh, I'm and I, I'd say I'm, I'm verse, but I'm verse bottom. And even in like my, my my personal sex life, I don't get to bottom that much because the black stereotype. Um, mm. So I don't like the racism in full service work from mm. other sex workers as well as um, clients. Uh, so that's frustrating and it's boring because if you're doing well, it's because you're acting, you're being respectable Negro is the wrong phrase, but you're acting to stereotypes. And I'm not going to shout Wakanda forever during the porn scene. That's shade to Matt's corner, but I respect everything is done. And I respect oh, I, rem- I remember that episode. Um, yeah, I was sure. Sh- I didn't realize it because someone trolled me on my phone, and now I know why. That's what they watched, and I was like, "What the fuck?" At the time, because I I didn't understand. He got roasted. He got roasted for. Right oh no, there's like a whole YouTube video I, I saw. Yeah, um, <laughs> Wakanda. But if you're watching Matt's corner, I still Oof. love you. Uh, you probably don't like yeah. me now, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and but I don't blame him for that because. Um, who know like who knows what the studio told him to do? Remember Black Cox Matter or something from that racist ass motherfucker, uh, Michael Lucas? And I'm I'm naming names. Oh, oh I'm not God, oh, he's, oh, he's he, on the record. Him racist. At all. Oof, yeah, I don't like him. Um, so you have to remember, like, there's it's like the music industry where it's racist as hell, and you can't speak out, otherwise you're gonna get blackballed. Yeah. Um, but because it's more of an independent sector in both, actually, um, people are beginning to call out. Even the big performers. So, like, I was shocked when Mickey Taylor said something. Also, I didn't know he was half black. 
Um, I thought he was. Uh, oh, well, I thought he had like maybe one mixed race player. In. I don't know. His, oh. Sorry, Mickey Taylor's half black. But just even so, like the it must be terrifying to speak out. And when um, Tanner Reid spoke out against uh, Dominic Ford, who owns Just for Fans, Ooh. with allegations of uh, physical abuse, uh, sexual assault, and then others did. So it's like even two, three years ago, that would never happen. Yeah. Also, those sections mm. would exist then. But what I mean is that sort of attitude. So it's changing. The consequences still aren't there, um, just like the music industry, but people are beginning to speak up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the studio system definitely is very rigid, especially in America where it's very insular. Here, if you're doing studio work, you're not going to get paid very much and it's more free thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but over in America, it's very corporate um, from what I understand. I've never done a studio scene, I've applied to them and get picked, but I wasn't really taking yeah. it seriously. Is um, that's not an ego thing, it's just I'd sent in like some really bad pictures. Um, is it something you're still interested in doing or not really? Or Studio work honestly scares me. I don't, because I know what it entails, like it can be eight hour days, I know guys who are injecting shit into their dicks to stay mm-hmm. hard, yeah, they come on that, cue, yeah. and I just like sex, that's just sex. Um, it's normal, it's, I don't have to perform to the porn star stereotype, especially as a black man, because that ramps it up 10 times more. Yeah. Like I've seen the Max Connor videos and he puts in some work. Yeah. Poor bottoms. It looks dangerous. Poor, poor bottoms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so before, like, so, in, interesting name, someone I used to talk to on um, well, a white gay on, um, on Twitter, mm. like he sent me a video of Max Connor doing this thing. Yeah. Like, oh, when you when are you gonna do this to me? I was oh, like, oh, fuck. that that would be the end. Of Have you seen the end of the, yeah. um, the cartoon where it's like this guy is like getting the black dick like come out of his mouth? Oh, like I yeah. saw that, and some people that were following me, but, like, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And now like, some of those people are like, oh, Black Lives Matter. I was like, I see you. I saw you. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Also, you are still following this racist bastard. But I mean, I, I mean, I would never like knock someone like Max on because he's found his niche, hasn't he? But I, oh, no, think I respect what he's done. When people see that image of black men in porn, they think that you know. Every black guy's gonna have a twelve-inch penis and, and like you know, fuck them into their life kind of thing, which yeah. is the dangerous stereotype. Which is what I think. I feel we spoke about this before. This is why I feel I feel more and more to just stay within my own race, just mm-hmm. to avoid that shit. Um, yeah, you yeah. get a bit weird. It gets a bit tiresome after after a certain point. But yeah, I with white guys versus black guys, I feel so much freer with black guys. You thought I was going to say white, didn't you? No, just I feel so much freer with black guys. Like, um, I thought you were going to say white. <laughs> he was like, look at me like, oh, oh you baby, come on. But no, just, I, I feel so much freer with black guys. Like, I can just relax. And I've been accused of being an Oreo before, like only liking white guys. But no, I like black guys. But for some reason, black guys in London don't like me. I don't know why. Can, um, we, can, can we talk about this whole thing, this one issue? I, yeah, sure. Um, I actually found myself in a group of black gays for a time and I was so happy, but I was also really mentally ill, so I wasn't like coming across the best. Yeah. But I think they took it as like me not liking black guys and now whenever I see them, I have to like hide because I think they, yeah. I think that they think I'm racist. Um, but no, that was really fun. And just in the group, I felt so much freer. I didn't have to be dry because I feel like white culture is really dry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys. Um, I have to hold myself down a lot. I can't say something. A lot of being can't shake the table. and gay yeah. is yeah. smiling and nodding yeah. at the dumb shit people say um, or do or expect you to go along with. Even in high school, like, all my friends are white. And again, accused of like being an Oreo then as well. Um, but it's because like the black people at the time in my school were like really homophobic and I was gay and yeah, um, yeah. but you can't win either way so what I've learned is just to do me regardless mm, of who I exactly. am but um, yeah. 
yeah, even then, like, I just had to, like, go on about Disney films all the time, or, like, this rock band that I have no frame of reference for. Yeah, no. And if I mention, like, anything blacker than Beyonce, because people think Beyonce's not black. When Formation came out, yeah. like, people were shocked. Yeah. I love that, <laughs> I love that whole episode, because everyone was just, you know, they mm. had a, it's like they had an identity crisis for somebody else all of a sudden. It was yeah. very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but just like um, anything blacker than her, and she is black, she is, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going. In, I'm not going that route. That's hotel. That's hotel shit. But yeah. no. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anything perceived as black, perceived as blacker than Beyonce. That's yeah. No, that's I a little bit better. Yeah. Um, like people just immediately switch off. They don't respect it. They it doesn't exist to them. They think it's strange or weird, until a white person does it, of course. Um, yeah. Or unless, I've noticed recently, unless it's like a sort of stereotype. Like they love Lizzo and they love Cupcake mm. because they're seen as like these big stereotypical people. And I, I, I feel bad because you're going into what Azalea said. I feel I feel bad, but she's kind of right at the same time. But I, thought, but I, yeah, but I, thought, I feel like, but I feel like with Lizzo and Cupcake, that I like Cupcake. I know I know I love both of them, but I feel like I not really. I love Cupcake. Lizzo can give a second. Nasty, nastier like, than Kaya. That's what I'll say. Oh, oh gosh, her lyrics are just off the wall. But like, I feel like when people like them, mm. well, a certain demographic when they like them, sometimes I. I get the impression they're they're laughing at them and not with them. No, I I saw that with the white gays and cupcake. And with Lizzo Mm. to an extent from, I don't know, like Yummy Mummies maybe? I don't really know what the audience is. The sassy black friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love Cupcake though. Doesn't negate their talent (laughs) at all, just to clarify. But, Mm. so I feel feel that's what Azidi was implying and that's a little bit far. But, yeah, just the way that they're being perceived and the way that they actually marketed themselves or are being marketed is playing up to that. So when Cupcake had the the breakdown, which people also laughed at, which that was scary to me. I'm glad she's okay now, but people were laughing at her pain and that's not okay yeah. at all. Um, but she said like she'd market herself this way and she thought like switching things up would work, but it hasn't. And mm-hmm. so I, I saw the frustration and I also saw the frustration in that you only felt that there was this route to scale as a performer because that's mm. how you knew people would see you. Yeah. Um, so, spelled milk titties uh, is still my jam. So it's done, <laughs> goose, I don't deep throat, oh, I don't know I oh, yeah. nasty I as hell. It's, it's probably one of the only sex songs that you could probably play while having sex, just maybe not do, very loud. Goose and deep throat, uh, I love those. Duck, Duck, Goose is like a rave song to me. <laughs> that is a rave song. <laughs> and Lemon, was it Lemon? Oh, it's the, one of her new songs, but that's a good song. Actually, it reminds me of a Kaya song. There's something she's done recently, what's it called? I Lemon Pepper something, or do you mean um, Discounts? I don't know, but she's rapping really, really fast. It's, it's released this it's year. It's Lemon Pepper, oh, it's had it. Lemon Pepper Sauce or something. It's like da 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 Oh, it's Lord, Lord Jesus, that's the one. Lord Jesus, that's it. One the one But yeah, Ains, she's getting to Cupcake. Um, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all like the dirty lyrics, she's super talented. Like, she is. She's one like, of the best I like, rappers. I like that her lyrics are filthy, but you have to respect the pain game at the same time. Mm. Like I love it. Yeah, like and in some of her songs as well, she's serious. Like she talks about real shit. Yeah. Mm. She seems like super commercial to me. Cupcake. Yeah. Um. Her music won't age well, in my opinion. If it were better mastered, then it would. But. Um, I feel yeah, like she's, she's, she's got to, she she can do it she can do it she's yeah I'm looking forward to her debut. Um, Kieran's been trying to um, get me into like more more ratchet music. I guess it's, it's I love, like, I love ratchet <laughs> Oh, I have a, I have a question. Is there really a rapper going by the name Mulatto? 
Because I saw that and I listened to the song and I was like, what the fuck? What? Like, mulatto? Exactly, like, mulatto. Like, I don't know if it's spelled right. It's like one L, two Ts. No. But I was just looking and I was like, no. And she's but this got new Sweden. Sweden. I can't keep up all the time. Um, she's got someone Sweden, which is good and I didn't want to like it. So actually, it's, it's like um, white people rap, in my opinion. Hmm. But I, it's, I it still works for the black community. So it's Liddy. I only know the one song by Sweden, the My Type one. That's my type, nigga. That's my type. The song where she like stole Kaya's B and didn't really do a very good job, in my opinion. And Kaya hasn't sued her yet, but she will. She's gonna get her coins. Oh, sorry. I I just remember in Queen's Court, and that that was sad. The breakup. And I don't agree with the transphobia, but Kaya's music still stands. I've only seen clips of Kyra on, on um, Twitter, so I know she has like things, but I've never watched it properly. But she's have you seen always, the Meghan Markle one where she's, she's got always, like, she's always dragging <laughs> someone, but it speaks to the speed of light. Just, we the people say we the people say this, we the people say that. I just don't. It was I don't know when they were the together. I don't know the premise of the program, but she's just always dragging someone. I've seen a few where she's with um, T. S. Madison. Yeah, but, um, that's those are the better ones, but they've sort of had a falling out. Her uh, sure. some kind of beef. I don't know what it was over. Something to look into, I think. Um, yeah. um, I wanted to ask, like, about like you making a transition into like doing like more video work, like having fans. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess, one thing I would want to ask, as like anyone who's going to consume it, who's going to like go on either like, OnlyFans, Twitter fans, if yeah. there's one that you'd recommend that people use, which one would it be? Oh my god! I actually, did a list of this yesterday. Um, OnlyFans still sex workers' money, but so no, but it does do a good payout rate, and it's inconsistent, so it depends. Mm-hmm. Just don't have that as your only platform. Just for fans takes the most, but if you're exclusive, then it's 15, but it's yeah. not worth it in my opinion. But it has the best features, so definitely use that. Um, Xylospace says up to uh, 82% payout to you. Up to is a bit concerning, yeah. but use that. It's got a good interface. For my fans is really slow and it's very opaque as well. You can't, there's no information on the payout rate. Mm-hmm. The video upload, to upload one video can take up to two hours. Yeah. And it just seems to be um, a dick's ring contest for the owner because it's always at the top of every page. Yeah. Um, and then My Crush, it caps your uploads to like 20 minutes or 1,024 MB, which is ridiculous. You want to have yeah. a video that's as long as you fucking want. Many vids I'd put at the top of the list. Um, it's got like internal SEO, so like Pinterest. So if you put up a lot of videos, you'll get seen okay. easily. They have ranking systems. It's established. You can network. Um, and you can add hashtags and you can also do that with for my fans so there's something there I guess and you can do it with I think Space, but I'm not sure right you can definitely do it with just fans and so um, sorry to interrupt as a viewer yeah doing your content so so like, oh it's all the same it's just the payout rates matter to me um so I'd ideally want someone to subscribe on many vids or Xylospace for getting the okay, top payout. So that's what we want so that's the sound by anyone who's listening Mm-hmm. Is one that you want. Like, shout out your um your. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's ebonme.com/slash/per. So and that'll send you to a list of my fan sites and my socials. Yeah. Instagram's kind of empty right now, but Twitter there's some gems in there, and there's like a bunch of political stuff. And then on my um like good political stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and then on my fan sites is like a bunch of videos, and I'm going to be adding some more photos as well. Um. I'm going to try and add a few more this weekend as well. Okay. I guess, yeah. So I don't want to keep you any longer than you have to be. So um, thank you so much for joining us. I'm oh, thank you for having me. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. yeah.
Um, so do you have any, uh, any social media you want to shout out one more time? Uh, so the main one's my Twitter. So twitter.com slash triple X Ebon. So XXX Ebon. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, because you can't put XXX because they'll just show down your account. It's instagram.com slash the X Ebon. Um, mm -hmm. So just one X. Um, yeah, that's probably it. I'm probably going to make a Reddit at some point, um, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, Twitter's full. Instagram's just getting started. Um, but yeah, Twitter's full. So go on my Twitter, which is triple X Ebon. So X X X. Yeah. Um, and they'll be on my um the link as well that I said earlier. So ebonme.com slash perv. the the links to that will be there. Okay. Well, right, well that's great. Um, we are Black Boy Joy. Um. We are on all good streaming platforms, that is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, follow us on Instagram, we are um, Black Boy, at BlackBoyJoyPodcast. We are Twitter, that's BlackBoyJoyPod. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and you like what you hear, please leave us a glowing five-star review. If you don't like us, don't say anything at all. Um, <laughs> and um, if you want to um, have any questions, comments, anything like that, you can email us, email us at blackboyjoypodcast.com. So, yeah, so like I said, I feel like this is just part one. So, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> there we are. Thanks for joining us, Eva. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Eva. And we'll speak soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.